Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. Guys, what's going on tonight? Feeling fresh off another victory, I'm sure. Bonasera. Ah, fresh. Yeah, I um, I we're just riding it. We're riding the uh, we're riding the uh, the magic carpet right now. That is uh, whatever the hell is going on. Yeah, I think I think uh, it's a good feeling. But this is almost exactly the kind of game we thought it was going to be. So we're not, you know, I'm shocked that we're two and zero. I I think it was safe to say, but also this is exactly how I imagined it to look. Yeah, you know, still trying to implement cool things, but just can't do it really at all. Getting scrappy, and I love it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, I can't believe th- there's just been so many times. I feel like in the in the past few years that these are always games the Giants lose. Yeah. So even if there's only two of them so far and they're close, yeah. there's been a lot of close games. So. It makes me happy that we're on the other side of, you know, I mean, it's not a convincing win, but it's a win nonetheless, and I'll take it. Yeah, It's it's like a pure coaching win. Yeah. It's just like the coaches yeah, won this. 100%. And last, and last week, too. What was bizarre, uh, my dad and I switched places in terms of our usual demeanor. Um, he was Mr. Negativity, and I was not Mr. Positivity, but like telling him to stop being so negative because, uh, first off, it was so hot. It was miserable. It was like, I guess it was about 86 degrees. Well, wait, 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 wait. You, you, you were wearing you were a at, scarf. You were at the game. We should mention you were at the game before you put some context into what you're talking about right yes. now. Um, <laughs> yes. And I was wearing, I was fully covered head to toe because I didn't want to get sunburned. So I was wearing a hat. I was wearing a bandana around my neck. I had Under Armour long sleeves. Why is that funny? I, I just. It's funny I to me. You're, you're just a man that gets easily sunburned. What are yeah. you going to do? You got to do you, you know what? Do. I, I'd rather do that than have to slather myself in sunscreen because I hate that feeling. You should get one of those things that um, middle-aged women wear to the beach. Just one of those like flowy, uh, you know. No, get the big ass sarong. Big sarong. Urban, <laughs> urban sombrero. Urban yeah. sombrero, a sarong, and maybe a muumuu. Yeah, I, I yeah. like I like getting sunscreen over me because, uh, you, you know, I usually end up using like the baby sunscreen because I can never find the one for adults and it doesn't rub in your skin and you're all like wet and oily for oh. like all day. It's great. I hate it. I, love, I like to be lubed up. You know, they I have like, like this, like uh, they have like powder, like like brush sunscreen that, that we use for like the baby. You can try that. It's like putting on like, I don't know, does it, concealer does it or work? Something. I think so. I don't know. They put it on. Ba- they trust it on babies. Works yeah. for babies. Probably not for you. I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah, no, you might be. <laughs> hey, guys, as usual, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter at BBU Pod Boys or the Z. Don't forget to send Dan an email to Big Blue United Podcast at gmail.com. Again, if you send yeah. us an email with one letter in the body of the email, you can be on the podcast and own it. Uh, that offer is still on the table yeah. this week. Just give me some time to get back. There's a, there's a lot I have to get through. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be uh, an effort, but we're going to we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, follow our podcast network, the Pigskin Podcast Network. It's Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Don't forget to download DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. A lot of good deals out there for DraftKings. I'm, I'm sure people are making a lot of money right now. I saw some interesting parlays on Instagram. Mm. Uh, you know, guys betting seven dollars on like the most wild twenty leg things. You know, almost winning a million dollars. Pretty wild. You know, I love the same fun. game parlays, especially for like nights like Monday and Thursday night when you're like, uh, I don't care about these teams, but this will spice it up a bit. Mm. Let's throw a same same game parlay in there. I, I put on one for tonight. Got Jalen Hurts over 250 yards, Kirk Cousins over 325 yards, Devonta Smith over 80, and Adam Thielen over 80. You know, turn like turn, turn five bucks into 300 bucks. That spices good, it up. Uh, those are some good picks. I think it could yeah. happen. Kirk Cousins plausible. is underrated. Um, again, uh, don't forget to use promo code TPPN when you download that DraftKings app. Uh, check out Raycon.com if you guys need some headphones. Use promo code TPPN15 for 15% off. And our sponsor this week is, once again, Nef Vodka. Unfortunately, I don't have the bottle because uh, I drank it all. Um, I know the last few times that Neft has been our sponsor, I've been taking shots of it you know, and uh, messing up the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so hopefully I'll be a little more on, on point today, but we are big fans of Nefvaka. Great product. Um, support the Bitcoin economy for Dan, further Dan's career in the cryptocurrency worlds. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Nef that we haven't said already, other than you should buy it and it's delicious. Well mixed in a cocktail. You can drink it straight on the rocks, whatever you want. Colin, tell me something about Nefvaka that, that we don't know. That you don't know. Uh, or that we should know again. Well, I mean, 
I usually uh, more times than not, especially when it, well, beer, when it comes to drinks of any sort, I'm all about the presentation. I know we've talked about it already, but I can't get enough about the barrel aspect of things. I think the presentation of that is one of the more unique that I've ever seen. And it makes me want to have more of it mm. just by looking say at when it. I, when I'm bartending at, at, at the bar and we have the bottle back there, it's, it's always people are always asking me about like, what's it. What's that? What is that right what there? That? I want to know what that is. Yeah. yeah. And then I give it to them and they're like, is it good? And I'm like, let's drink it. And then, you know, we drink it. Well, Smooth. we used to. I'm, uh, I'm taking a break from the vodka. I haven't had vodka in like two months. It's oh, a bit wow. much. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, before we jump into the game, should just mention Jalen Smith was re-signed. What do you guys make of this? Anything interesting here? I mean, I'm glad he's back. He had some moments last year. He started four games for us, came up from the practice squad, was pretty impactful when he was a cowboy. Um, I mean, they cut Blake, add some more veteran depth, depth to the, t- the team, especially yeah. after the poor performance Tate Crowder put on this weekend. I hope we don't have veteran death. Veteran death. Um, (laughs) i think you know linebackers are are one of the thinner of the many of the thin positions that we Mm. have so i can't think it would hurt very much yeah we don't have good linebackers at all so if if they can get him back to where he close to what he used to be that that's a plus and there's really no downside we just cut him if he's awful or injured Mm. Uh, I feel like the Giants had good linebackers and then didn't and then had Antonio Pierce and then didn't have good linebackers. And then we got Blake Martinez for one good year and then back to where we were. Hey, cut to Chase Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. me. For a team that was, you know, known for linebacker cores in in the 80s and 90s, you'd think there'd be some thought here. Going to a 4-3 for a long time kind of uh, downplayed Mm. the – the need for very good linebackers, especially yeah. in the modern game where you can kind of get by with some guys that have somewhat good uh, cover skills, which we still didn't manage to do ever. Um, but that's usually <laughs> how the rest of the yeah. league does it. I think we should just make linebackers all safeties now. Like safeties are like coming in at like 240 pounds. So Landon Collins faster. should come back, you mean? Yeah, we should need, we need like three Landon Collins um, and call it a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, those off-ball linebackers are, are harder to find in, yeah. in the modern NFL. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot more of that, like, linebacker hybrid kind of safety thing going on, which, I mean, we basically saw Wink do a lot of that this week even um, yeah. with the three safety sets, bringing McKinney and Love to the line a lot. Love specifically had a great game, um, but we'll we'll get to him eventually. We can talk about the defense first. You, yeah. we, we, we can talk about the defense first. Yeah. Never no do. rules, baby. Why do, we never, why do we never talk about the defense first? I don't know. I guess because I just had them second in my note. Yeah, when you know when you're in a 2-0 and o team, you can you can make the rules up as you go, baby. That's right. We can just do whatever we want. But yeah. um, defense, who I thought, you know, had a, had a good game, kept the Panthers to 16 points. I think a lot of it was scheming. A lot of it was Wink Martindale, again, going through this game without Kayvon and Aziz, your top two pass rushers. Aaron Robinson was also gone. You know, albeit he hadn't been playing great this year, but the depth behind him isn't anything special, as we saw with uh, Cordell Flott, you know, getting pulled in the second half after that DJ Moore touchdown. Um, but, yeah, I really think that the Giants' defense played well, kept the, you know, Panthers to two, a 12 on third down, one touchdown. Um, Wink really, you know, schemed them well. I thought they they were coming into this game, you know, facing adversity with the injuries, but really put on a great performance, and it was all coaching, like Colin said before. So, um Talk to me about the defense, guys. What'd you like, Colin? Um, well, uh, we mentioned a little before we jumped on, uh, and I'm a, I've been waiting to debut this this new nickname. But uh, I think it's possible we might have uh, the island of Dr. Moreau out there uh, <laughs> opposite um, Adoree Jackson. So I, I thought he did a fine job coming in. Uh, I, I my dad and I were talking about it. We couldn't figure it out. Is he a, a an old Ravens guy? Is he a Wink guy? From from the past because it, it seemed like that would be a um, I, I had no idea where, where he came he from. Came from. Uh, one sec. We're but, looking it up, Brian. Yeah, uh, he, he was Washington, and last year is on the Atlanta. Oh, he was drafted okay. Twenty seventeen. He just he's just watching him. He it struck me as a as a Ravens guy for some reason. They, but they picked hey. him up off the Texans practice squad. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, UCLA third round pick, twenty seventeen. I, I was into it. I thought uh, he was very well prepared. Obviously, he must have been gotten a, a lot of reps and practice leading up to it. Obviously, they had a couple of uh, days to prepare for it because the um, Robinson appendectomy 
what, what, that was that Monday or Tuesday he had that. So. Doctor said I need an appendectomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he was he was the fourth rated player PFF on the defense. So great. that's saying something. Yeah, I think he'll probably get some playing time this week too. Obviously, I mean, Flot has got a lot to learn. Um, I thought they give Flot a break. I mean, he played all right yeah. for a little bit, and then once they started picking on him, he had some trouble. But you know, he's a rookie. Again, that cornerback's yeah. a hard position to yeah. learn in the NFL. Maybe the oh, second hardest position after after QB. So he'll be he'll, he'll be fine. Be fine. Uh, I think he'll he'll learn as the de- uh, the the season goes on, and maybe uh, he's one of those guys that can use a couple of uh, pounds of muscle put on between now and next year. So I, I look forward to seeing him in the future more than anything. For sure. Um, but As yeah, a that, that... celebrity, Colin, maybe you can send him some, you know, uh, nutritional guides or, or workout guides. I know you've been on some podcasts talking about uh, health and wellness. So yeah. Oh yeah. You can send him a care package. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll get him on the show and we can talk about it. Yeah. Send him some oils. We'll get, we'll hook him up. Do you have any crystals for flaunt? Uh, only magic cards. Oh, more valuable anyway. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Blake Martinez gave up all of his, uh, his, his Pokemon and now he's going to, uh, magic after he got cut by the team. So taking uh, a turn for the more sinister of the role-playing card games. Yeah. He's, he's, he's down. He's down deep now. Um, one of the things I want to say about the defense was, was that I don't know uh, what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> health really and wellness. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's cool, and and not only because the defense is um, thin personnel wise, but uh, exhibited across the offense and defense, this coaching staff is is showing a willingness to play rookies uh, all the time and let them fail, and hopefully learn from those failures. Um, and it was great to see Dane Belton come in and have an impact right away. Uh, he, you know, I think he made the, the first tackle of the game on that, on that, uh, or he, did he pick up the fumble on, on that? Uh, the fumble. Carter Coughlin yeah, uh, yeah. forced it. Yeah. He recovered that fumble. And then I just remember seeing him the first time uh, the Panthers had the ball that he was just flying around. He was coming in, hit it, getting, jumping on the pile, uh, just trying to get involved. Um, and you know, that's what you got to do with a team like this. You're really playing with nothing but upside, get everyone involved, get people flying to the ball. I think uh, Wink has got these guys pretty fired up, yeah. Um, allowing them to play to their strengths and just just have fun out there. Uh, so it's been really fun to see. The defense is definitely the the highlight of of this this game uh, and probably last game <laughs> and probably all the games in the foreseeable future till we get a new quarterback. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was it was still amazing. You know they 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 shut down arguably the best running back in the league. Um, Christian McCaffrey o- only rushing for a hundred yards, essentially, and a, and um, a boring hundred at that. A boring hundred yards. They never got outside. He broke a couple up the middle. Uh, yeah, that one uh, big run that accounted for most of his yards. They definitely yeah, let one yeah. good one out, but he had a forty-nine yarder. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and taking that out, right, he's, he's about fifty yards on, on the day, mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible for a guy that could easily put up two hundred multi-purpose yards on you. Hundred um, percent. And that that's got to be the plan, right? You know, we have two similar teams coming in with with the Titans and, and Carolina, um, and they they sort of probably refine that game plan a bit. And uh, you know, Baker had 145 yards passing. Not that Baker's any all star, but he could definitely put up more than that. Uh, just a solid performance and getting, I think, the most out of the personnel grouping. So um, it's really encouraging. Yeah, I have to agree, man. And and I'll go back to just talking about love because I think, you know, and, and another thing I want to talk about love because of what you mentioned of Wink, you know, putting people in the right spot. And I think Julian Love really shines when he's down in the box. Um, he had a really great game, especially, you know, it basically closed out the game for the Giants, right? Um, on that third and five um, last drive that the Panthers had. Nice sack. Giants got the ball, ended the game, we won. So, I mean, you know, seven tackles, two for a loss, QB hit. He looked great playing down there. And and I just love kind of this, the whole scheming that Wink was doing with belting up high and into those safeties down the box, especially when you have Christian McCaffrey. I think that's why you kept him, you know, in check like they did. Um, really cool. Another thing I'll mention, I love, you know, watching Zimenez again, had a good game, yeah. two tackles, pass defense, sack, QB hit this first sack since 2018, which is a wild stat <laughs> for a guy who's starting. He's been on this team for what, four years now? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Great. what. I'm so curious, like what, there's just a fire just awoken him that I love. And, and I love Dayball was just like, you know, 
I don't care about what he was doing last year. I only care about what he's doing this year. Well, this year he's playing, which is nice. What was uh, an interesting point that um, uh, John Schmelk made on uh, WFAN on the ride home. We were listening. Uh, he was talking to some of the, the coaching staff and actually some of the other players besides uh, Zimenez about him. And it seemed that uh, under Joe Judge, and which is so typical and, and what we could already figure, as soon as he would make one mistake, he was put in the doghouse for the next couple of weeks. He was yeah. inactive. He was a healthy scratch. He was all of this. The difference now is... That's not how is, you get better, Colin? No. <laughs> um, but the difference now is it's just like, okay, you're allowed to make a mistake. Learn from it now. You show that you don't learn from it. Then you'll be taking a couple of plays off. And he's learning from it and given a second chance and able to develop. It's incredible what competency can do for a player. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. We feel like, you know, although all those drafts are bad, we certainly never got a full picture of who any of those players were. Exactly. Um, so you have to give them. We were they were coaching and drafting for the, all those years, like we were a game out away from the Super Bowl. When in reality, we were so far away, we should have been experimenting and letting guys fail. Yeah. Um, it's just insane. It's just insane. It's it's been such a pleasure this season, you know, regardless of, of the wins, just to see a, a team with a plan and and like doing the things you want them to see, whether that's, you know, going forward on fourth, fourth down or, you know, letting the young guys play. Um, it's so much less frustrating. It's, it's incredible. You, you, I think you mentioned it before, Dan. It, it, it did seem like these teams were mirror images of each other coming into the game. And if you really think about it, it's, it's right there. I mean, between the two quarterbacks and then the two running backs and the rest of the team, it, it was like they were staring each other in the face uh, through the mirror. And it, they played like it. It was, uh, mm. it was back and forth there for a while. But I think Dable, is just a l- Dable and Wink are just a little bit smarter than, than the – the two main coaches or three main coaches on the, on the Panther side of the mm-hmm. things. And I, I don't know, it makes me feel good about the fact that there was a moment where at least I thought having Matt rule as our coach could have been cool, but I don't know if that's the case any longer. You don't um, know yeah. who the offensive coordinator of the Panthers is. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt rule, I think is a bad head coach and uh, yeah. bad haircut boy. Is not it's none of our favorites. Um, he looks. I saw a picture of him, and Ben McAdoo looks, is who we're talking yeah, about. I know. Yeah, ben, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he looks ridiculous now. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and he's like, I don't know what's going on over there, but he sucks. So it's all good. Yeah, he's probably a better offensive coordinator than Joe Judge's and whatever he's doing in New England right now. But that's not. That's neither here nor there. No. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%, with payouts bigger than ever, Why bet on football anywhere else? To make everything sweeter, you can throw down on on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, any other highlights from uh, this defense? Uh, well, the low lights. I, I, it, well, highlight, the positive of a low light is it seems that uh, Leonard Williams isn't as injured as we thought he was. So his knee is apparently okay. Oh, I thought he's getting an MRI today. Did, uh, well, at least from, the, from the uh, first uh, uneducated look at it you're running the film you, you were able to assess the situation yeah we did mention that you were at the game but then we never really asked you like the most important question because we were all hearing that it was it was the crowd the crowd was electric in there well what was, let, what was let the me feeling ask, what was the vibe like man you let let was there. you you two what did it sound like on the tv do they allow the natural sound to come through 
yeah, in a, in, yeah. A, in a way that it was noticeable to you guys. It sounded I didn't like there notice was anything. anything. I didn't notice like anything different. I didn't notice anything different. It there were moments where where uh, my dad and I were looking at each other, just like what's what's different about this? I can't figure it out. And then like I realized, well, first off, this is what really did it. Literally, the music in the stadium was louder than I've, I've heard it in years, and it was because it needed to be louder than the crowd. Because we were leaving. Um, well, we weren't leaving. We going back to the sun, sun uh, death aspect of things. Uh, there was about five minutes to go in the game, and we we walked up to the top to get out of the sun. And we were watching on one of the many big screens on the way out, and it was just like blaring. It was just like I, I, I. It was never louder in that stadium before, which was interesting, and and it kind of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people showed up actually excited, and I kind of forgot how that was. So it's nice. That is yeah. exciting. Well, to me, I noticed playing. it. Wagon yeah. wheel. Yeah. What? What? What music were they playing? People yeah, going they blasting wagon, wagon wheel. wheel. Um. Uh. There was three different Van Halen songs played, which I was That'll very happy it. about. That'll yeah. That it. that was towards the end of the game too. What was so it? Just like, like Panama and Jump and uh, Running with the Devil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Running the gamut. It was great. I'd have liked a little Unchained. That would have been good. Uh, that was what was missing. I was looking yeah. for that, but what can you do? But you know what else I noticed? I noticed the energized crowd. It seemed it seemed to be louder, especially in the, the early in the game. But then it also seemed to be audible when Daniel Jones attempted anything, um, you know, towards the, the later part of the second quarter and into the third quarter, just uh, sort of holding the ball, missing too, the open too loud, receivers. No, no, just like, just like audible groans. Just oh, like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes, yes. That yeah. was a definite. I think there was a, a moment in the middle of the game, especially where it was just like everyone was looking around like, yep, here we go. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going backwards again. We're, we're free falling. And here, this is how we're going to do it. And somehow, I mean, it's the coaching staff. I, we can say it time and time again, but that's really what's doing it there. I, what did I say? To, uh, I, I mentioned it was, it was like they were squeezing blood out of a stone yeah that's how that game felt like it's like if someone is wide open and daniel jones happens to be staring directly at him he might make that pass otherwise thank you for saying that and i'm not going to defend him but i will say that i noticed and and you don't always see this on tv because you don't have all the camera shots but i was going out of my way especially in the plays where he he would take off to run i've never seen less (laughs) more people I've never seen less people open for him since he's been on this team. Oh, I was gonna say the opposite. Well, no, nope. he missed. I, he I, definitely missed a few, but absolutely. Yeah. But it was it was very obvious that there was not a lot of separation. A lot of the game. Yeah, David Sills isn't known for his separating abilities. Well, yeah, when you, yeah, when you're but some of the other guys kind of are, and they weren't doing it. So it was like, all right, interesting. Richie James and Sills are your are your top two receivers. Rick James. Um, let's talk about Jones before we talk about the wide receivers. I think the wide receivers will be, will be a fun conversation, yeah. but Jones, um, 23 of 34, 167 yards in the touchdown. I mean, wow. It's just, it's just like, you know, this is, this is kind of what Jones is becoming to me is he's proving to me that he can be a good game manager and can kind of make you good, make you decent plays here and there. Cause we did see him make two third and 10 conversions to Richie James. He did another third and 10, 24 yard pass to Sills. So there are moments he's coming out and moving the chains and being effective on this offense, but really otherwise it's just not much of anything to watch from him. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, there's no, he, he's not proved anything, any reason to be re-signed. I don't think he's done anything to, to get him to be sat or anything like that, but I mean, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl unless you have an incredibly good defense and your offensive line is incredibly good, which our offensive line is still, you know, a lot of work. I mean, he needs a lot of work rather. That being said, you know, I'll give I'll give Jones a little credit, more credit than I normally will because I think the line is really bad again. So I think he did the best he could with, yeah. you know, kind of what he was given. But again, you know, really good quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks are going to look better than 167 yards. The guy's got to throw over 200 yards. You know, yeah. it's wild. I, I, I was just a little upset with the Giants offense in general just because, you know, you look at what Saquon was doing last week and then in the thir- first half, they give him five carries. I mean, I don't know what was really going on there, but you know, they managed, they managed to pull it out, which I'm happy with, but the offense just altogether just needs a lot of work. What are you guys feeling about, you know, Jones really offense? 
can touch uh, on I Saquon just, in a minute. It's, I think. It's, yeah, go ahead, Dan. I go think, ahead, Dan. You know, Daniel Jones is, you know, at best, like his ceiling is Eli in like his last year, where unless something, everything is perfect and everything is set up exactly as it's supposed to be, like he's not going to get anything for you. You know, he might scramble here or there, but you know, the designed runs aren't really happening. It's, 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 you know, he maybe he's good for a four yard scamper um, early in the game, but it, week one, he threw for 188 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, he had oh, wait, a high get, QB get, rating. Get, give him credit that he didn't turn the ball over too, which is a yeah. huge, always a big one. This week. Jones, yes. I forgot to mention this week. Yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, he, he didn't break 200 yards passing. Um, Anyway, I, I I just think that at this point, it's one thing if we're seeing incremental improvements. Uh, maybe they'll come later in the season. I, I have a feeling they, they will to a certain degree with this coaching staff and more comfortability with uh, the scheme. But I don't think you're going to see dramatic improvement in his uh, you know, individual abilities. His awareness just seems to be super lacking. Um everything's a, a beat too late. There are so many times where it's, it's clear that players are open and he's just zeroed in on his, the guy he decides is going to throw to usually Saquon before the play even starts um, still throwing in front of the, the chains on, on third downs and second downs. Um, you know, granted the offensive line has seen better days. I still think a player with more ability would create more and find ways to get the offense moving. It, it was a very poor offensive showing very stagnant showing the longest passing play was uh, what there's a 24 yard pass to, to David Sills. Yeah. Um, the other one was taken away by holding that pass to Kadarius Tony. And then everything else was 15, 16 yards max. Um, it's just not going to cut it. Uh, we're, we're playing teams that have sort of weaker offenses in, in the Panthers and Titans. If a team, if a team's able to put up over, 24 points, I would be hard pressed to see us scoring more than that. Um, g- given, you know, a less a breakout from Kadarius Tony or the resurrection of Kenny Galladay. Um, just not encouraging performance not from Daniel Jones. And, and these, he can't elevate the supporting cast around him. That's certainly clear. Well, if, um, if, if, if Tiki Barber has anything to say about it, because he said something today that was very interesting, his literal quote, and I don't know what the context was. He says, there's a chance Lamar Jackson is a giant next season. I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> what? But, uh, there's zero chance. Yeah, I, I, I want to know the context there. I, I just saw the quote. And I'm like, all right, wh- what's what's going on there, Tiki? Is that something? Yeah, and monkeys want, might or? fly to my butt, you know? Yeah. Yes. The smartest front office in the NFL is going to let go of the most valuable player in the NFL. They'll pay him. Well, I guess they are having some contract difficulty, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to They'll pay figure him. Out. What they're going to pay him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's. I, I I have to read into it because I'm curious to see like what conversation led up to that point. But I think it was contract talk. It must have been. Yeah. Had to have been. Yeah, I mean, um, it it, it was just kind of sad. You know, I, I want to go back to you know when Jane. Jones took three sacks, two out of three sacks. There was a wide open receiver. I remember on the second field goal drive, Shepard was really standing in the end zone with nobody around him. And Jones just never goes off his first read unless it's a check down. It would seem. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, another thing I want to mention is just about the offense as a whole. Like you get the ball twice with great field position right in the beginning of the game with those special teams and defensive turnovers. And then you end up with six points. I mean, Think about if you come out of that situation with 10 points or with 14 points, you know, that's what you want, obviously. But, you know, if your defense is going to come out and play like this and your offense is bad, you know, you, you need, you need to score points there. You need to score a touchdown, at least on one of those drives, because you do that and the whole tempo of the game has changed and you're not playing from behind at any point. Not that I think they were, but still it was close nonetheless. So they really need to get something figured out on offense. And I thought they did last week with Saquon and then they just didn't give him the ball, which I was so confused about. That, that 21 to be like a, like a game plan. Kind 21 of ca- well, he had the thing problem was that he had five carries for three yards in the first half. The giants had zero rushing yards in the first half. See Saquon ended up ended with 21 for 72 with the 3.4 yard average three receptions for 16 yards. I understand that like it was cool that they kept to the run and, and you know, Saquon was running 
you know, hard and wearing that on the defense. And that's kind of where his yards came from at the end. But you don't have to do that in the second half. You can start that in the first half. After the after week one, there was nothing happening on offense. You don't have Kadarius Tony doing anything. You don't have Kenny Galladay doing anything. Wandale Robinson is not playing. So your top three receivers are pretty much a wash at this point. Give the ball to Saquon every time. Throw it to him every time. I mean, I don't see why not. Well, it's I think all that's you, the your whole offense. <laughs> I think that's the problem, though, is that when your your three best wide receivers are Richie James, David Sills, and Sterling Shepard, you know you don't have to pay that much attention to them, especially when you have an unaware quarterback like Deion Jones. You can just focus on the one playmaker on the field, which is Saquon, and shut him down. And and there's probably nothing there in the run game, obviously evidenced by like in the rushing yards. But like if you look at a game like five carries in the first, five, half. Well, that's all I'm saying. He probably checked out of it because they were overloading the box. Yeah. The thing is, is you don't have to account for anyone outside. Uh, you know, if you look at the Dolphins with that amazing win they had over the Ravens, they have Jalen Waddell and, and, and Tyreek Hill on the outside. And whether or not they're passing them, those guys are stretching the secondary every play, wearing them down. And they have to be accounted for at all times, they which opens everything up. <laughs> well, they did pass to them this week. But I'm saying like it's also like a strategy that's used quite often in college football where they mm. put four wide receivers out there and just try to exhaust the defense. Um, and if you could just ignore your wide receivers because you're putting out guys that like should be, you know, fourth stringers as your starters, you can focus on the one guy that's an actual threat in Saquon. And, yeah. you know, it's just they feed off each other, certainly. And, and yeah, I think, you know, maybe they could have done something different with Saquon, but he's just a running back. And that's the thing you can't, a running back can't overcome the rest of the deficiencies in the team. If it includes the offensive line. Well, I was just about to say, I think there was a regression in, in the offensive line, anything that they were able to do last week, they couldn't do this week. So then it was just like, Oh crap. Uh, let's just make this the Gano show whenever we can. And they did. So the New York F- field goal giants. As you were giants. Oh yeah. I mean, Andrew Thomas had a good day. He did. We can't run outside of the left. I mean, okay, I know I'm not a coach or anything, but um, if if your if your best player on your team is only going to touch the ball like 24 times, I would. I, I said last week I want to see him touch the ball 30 times. Yeah, that would make me happy, and I, I mean, think it's feasible. He had what? He had four four targets passing and and 21 carries. That's 25. I think they should be targeting him more, considering the, the yeah. I mean, how many screens? I wonder how many screens they ran. Not many, None. and he he wasn't even split out very much. And when That's he was, he wasn't yeah. looked at, which was just like, what what the hell's the point of that? Then I mean, yeah. Look, yeah. you have Gary Brightwell averaging fourteen yards a carry. <laughs> you can't have him come in, and uh, I mean, he only had one carry for fourteen yards, but yeah. you can't have him come in and then split Saquon out wide. Like, I don't, what you know. a stat! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think one of the things also with the offense is they're really hamstrung by their personnel in the fact that they don't feel comfortable putting Kadarius Tony on the field Clearly. and Wandell is not playing. And part of it was that multiple thing, right? You have Tony and Wandell and Saquon on the field all the time. Any one of them could be in the backfield at any play. Anyone could be split out wide. There's all sorts of, you know, variables there and the things to be accounted for. And you can't do any of that creative stuff <laughs> when again you're you know, David Sills and Richie James are, are your starting wideouts. Hey, at least uh, Daniel Bellinger got his first TD. That was a big deal. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy the Giants scored one whole touchdown, yeah. which is better than a lot of games that we've had. Yep. But Graham Gano is, you know, I, I, just, I was just kind of hoping that Graham Gano wasn't going to be the MVP on this Every team game. again. You know, at least in terms of the people scoring points. Uh, he, had a, he had a funny quote on, on the radio show afterwards. Someone said uh, – Oh, you know, it's it's always good to to win, um, you know, win a game from a field goal like like you did when you were on the Panthers against the Giants, and he's just like, oh, I don't remember that, <laughs> like deadpan. And it was like, oh, yeah, they good. mentioned they mentioned that on the good, on the broadcast. Good, good man, good man. But uh, you know, what do you what do you got? I mean, the offensive line just again, Colin, you're right, total regression. I think yeah. I think you think that Brendison is probably going to be starting at left guard moving forward because he did at play as you do a lot. And I think yeah. you saw that 56 to 17 snaps. He looked a lot better. P- PFF had him rated number seven on the uh, offensive line. I will mention that PFF, the bottom five people on offense, four out of five of them were the other linemen that played in this game. So <laughs> that's yeah. obviously not a good one. Daniel Jones being the fifth player. Um, I, I we saw need Shane y- back. Yeah, Shane you and Nick Gates beat him back bad. I mean, it, 103 rush yards this week after 250 last week. I think that it was a big regression. I thought that last week you kind of like 
saying a lot of nice things about the rushing offense, at least, and saying that the pass protection needed work. I think this week we see that everything needs work. Brian Burns was a one-man wrecking crew in there, and he shouldn't really be that way, even though he is, you know, a, a very good player. He's not really a Pro Bowl guy. Um, I mean, it, it's it's it, it was a rough rough outing for them. It was Frankie really, I, Louvu shouldn't have been yeah, the one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. <laughs> that guy um, was everywhere. I I, I four saw, tackles uh, for a loss. Yeah. I saw That's something very set. strange on uh, on Reddit where, well, not strange. It's just very, it's typical. And I, I've never really seen this before. Uh, you know, Andrew Thomas was graded well again, of course. And he's and he's apparently a, a very far ahead of a lot of uh, left tackles in the league, which is just bizarre considering the rest of the line is so bad. Um, but they mentioned how somehow it was able to be rated that Daniel Jones was the reason why some of the offensive lines sucked because he was doing the wrong thing given how bad they were. So even when they were bad, he was doing the wrong thing to counter the bad. So making it worse, mm -hmm. which is not a surprise. Um, I mean, he holds the ball yeah. for too long. Well, so yes. it doesn't give your line any help. So it's, probably it's going the wrong way. Like, you know, looking at the wrong first read or, 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 or going to the first read and not going to the second, you know. His pocket presence is awful. Have you seen him climb up in the pocket ever? No. The guys are guys are watching, you know. Uh, uh, Neil had, had a, a number of times where he's pass blocking, watching guys upfield, and Dylan Jones would either stay still or go back yeah, rather than step up and, and move up and then give him the threat of the run, that which is, you know, the thing that he's most famous for at or, this point. Or throw it. Or throw it when someone obviously comes up to challenge that run and then have a wide open pass. Yeah. He's just not evolving. Yeah. Like he hasn't evolved since year one. Have, is there not. noticeably an improvement in the player he was four years ago? No. I, I'd be hard pressed to, and hey. you can make all the excuses you want, but still like basic stuff hasn't moved. And he's probably slower in the brain. Well, yeah, and, the, in the legs the sacks as well. He's <laughs> getting beat up. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's, let's move to wide out. Let's talk about Kenny Galladay. First of all, who played two whole snaps. Who? Exactly. Um, there was a big ado today on social media about him clearing out his locker and oh, not stop. being available for the media. Of course, clearing out his locker in the MetLife Stadium means nothing because all the players keep their stuff in the Quest Diagnostic Center. So every single player's locker is cleaned out. Julian Love made it a point to tweet out that his locker was also empty and he had left at the same time that Kenny Galladay did. So he also wasn't available for media. A, media. Another one, too, is that Dayball had a 30-minute press conference right after the game. Kenny Galladay left 20 minutes after the game was over. So he was available for the media, just none of them were there. Um, that being said, he only played two snaps. And he, he was on the play for the touchdown, surprisingly. Oh, that, yeah, well, not getting there. So in my mind, and I think this kind of goes to a lot of stuff that we've been talking about today, in that Shane and Dable are playing whoever they think is going to give them the best spot to win because they are not tied to anybody on this team. They inherited the entire roster, essentially, um, at least, you know, most of the marquee players because they didn't really sign anybody big in free agency. So they are not tied down to any of these people. They can play whoever they want to play to give them the best spot to win. And if Kenny Galladay is not that player, then he's not going to play. If Kadarius Tony is not that player, then he's not going to play either. So I'm really, it makes me feel really good, you know, to be rooting for a team that kind of has this philosophy where we're going to let the young guys play. We're going to let the young guys develop. We know this isn't our year. Um, let's just give everyone an opportunity um, who deserves it and whoever gives us the best spot to win should play. Yes. It's devoid of the hubris that haunted us for the past four years of justifying 100%. your crappy draft picks by playing guys out of position or in, in ways that they shouldn't be played. It's it's Dable and, and Shane are going to know exactly who their team is by the end of the season. Everyone's going to be evaluated. They're going to know who's, who's here for the long haul, who, who they can flip, who they should cut. Um, and I think as good and refreshing as we feel now, next year it's going to be even more so with a team that's truly going to be in the mix to compete for, you know, it's crazy because the NFC East is, is breaking in such a weird way that, you know, we might have a chance at a playoff spot if we eke out six wins. Alone but, in first place right now, baby. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, the, later. the Eagles are clearly a better team. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think, I think you'd have a legitimate argument that, 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 through drafting and team building next year, we have an actual 
you know, football team that, that isn't going to, you know, that is going to beat the, uh, the Panthers team like this by, you know, 30, it'd be 35 to 16. Yeah. Um, they, they, I think they're just doing the right things and, and have things in the right perspective rather than trying to force square pigs in a round hole. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Too Short, and it's been great. One reason he's been so great to listen to? Because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. These things got it all. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I use my Raycons when I'm going running in the morning. It just pumps me up. If you want to get the best out of hearing those fat beats from East Oakland, you're going to check out Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. And I don't even mind winning a couple of more games than we should because it would affect a bad draft or a good ba- uh, draft pick. I don't give a crap about that. Shane will figure something out. Yeah. That's an amazing feeling. That's so yeah. freeing. Yeah, it really if is. You, if you manage to, you know, win more games than we should, you, you probably still need a quarterback. You, you know, you, you might mortgage a little bit yeah. of your future, sure. future stuff, to get yeah. somebody. I mean, we saw the Rams, but the Rams don't have a first round pick for 20, 20 years. I think <laughs> they won a Super Bowl because of it. So, yeah. I mean, you don't have to get crazy like that, but I think, if you, you know, really believe in somebody at the top of the draft at the quarterback position, then you're going to pull that trigger and get him no matter kind of what it takes. Yeah. Arch Manning is going to force his way to the Giants. And oh, would that would be amazing. That would be so great. Did you see that like Texas like put out $280,000 like in, to, to, to spend on his visit to For recruit real? him? Yeah. Or they have like a parade and stuff? I don't know, man, but that's a lot of taxes. In related you know, news, did you know? That's why they're sending buses of, uh, oh, never mind. Can't talk about this. <laughs> but maybe if they kept that $300,000 in tax money now, uh, instead of trying to recruit Arch Manning, they might yeah, have yeah. a little better luck doing other stuff. Yeah, Do yeah. you guys know that Harvard is, is no longer the the richest uh, school in the in the country? What is? What is? University of Texas. Really? Their endowment oh, has uh, superseded Harvard. So That's insane they're definitely one of those states where like the highest paid public employee is a football coach for well, sure that's every state except for like new york oh yeah not new york i don't know who it is in new york I, I, yeah it, but it is a lot it is a lot of states which is yeah. that's scary yeah <laughs> I, I saw this i saw some clickbait thing on instagram today you know like the upper range of astronaut annual pay is it's like a hundred ten thousand dollars for an astronaut for an astronaut Stop seriously it. Civil service. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's wild, I mean, man. When they exit and go private, they're gonna make like half a million dollars a year, whatever they do. But while they're an astronaut, they, you, you know, just like got to get up to space once, and mid- then you go middle class astronauts. You know, middle class astronauts. Good name for a band. Um, yeah, sure you just, is. Uh, you just like email Elon Musk. You're like, hey, I was in space, and they're like, here's your million dollars. Come <laughs> yeah. to work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. I, th- I think I'm satisfied talking about the game. I, yeah. I, actually, I want to say one more thing about Darnay Holmes because, wow, Darnay Holmes is really good at covering and he's the worst tackler I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. He's doing yeah. smart things. But that's out cool. There. Yeah. He's a ball of energy and he just wants to get in the way and he's small. So, like, I kind of get it. But yeah, he yeah. can get better. Yeah, he will. I mean, I'm, but need, I'm, I'm yeah. happy with him so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys game. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. No, I was just say like like you need a nickel corner. You can't yeah. just have two outside corners anymore. Yeah. If he is serviceable as as a, as a dependable nickel, like and he is fine. You you have to have three yeah. cornerbacks that are, are good, strong, so. tough, dependable. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they say. Well, I guess it all depends. Undergarments. Nice. Step back in nice. the line. Um. All right, Cowboys game. Giants again are the favorite three points. Um, we're hosting them next week. Monday night football, yeah. the only primetime game we got. Dak's not playing, but oh boy, guys. 
Cooper Rush is a force. Cooper Rush threw for over 200 yards last week, which Whoa. is not something we've seen. Not ready What's for that. With so the Bengals? This year. What's with the Bengals all of a sudden? I, I saw a lot of great Joe Burrow memes. Who day? Who day? Yeah, who day is right. Uh, I, I just also note that the Giants are going to play a real quarterback until uh, week five in London against the Packers. Which will be uh, weird. Because they have Cooper Rush and Justin Fields, who has the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Um, but it's setting up again for like a nice soft opening. You know, this is basically preseason. The first four games are, yeah. are... Justin Fields last night. He looked, he looked like, you know, thousand mile stare at some point when the camera, was I mean, what on is, him. what is that team doing to the poor guy? I mean, I like don't know. he's not playing as good as I thought he would, but still he's got absolutely nothing around him. Yeah. He's got to do what everything. Are, what are the great. giants doing to Daniel Jones? I, mean, I would love Montgomery us to get okay. Justin yeah. Fields. That'd be yeah. sick. That would be sick, actually. I'd That'd be into be that. Sick. Straight up trade. Um, I, I will Cam, be going. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll I'll be there Monday as well. So you go on Monday. Yeah. Oh, so our annual uh, Monday night uh, live pod. Just me and Dan, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yes. Colin, we're gonna get you to call in from the game, though. I th- I, I will hundred percent. I will yeah. do that. I will a, a thousand percent do that. That well, could be fun for the YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. On the YouTubes. Um, okay. Joking aside, though, uh, Cal- Dallas's defense ranked Best sixth overall. So yep. they have a really good D. Um, going to be interesting to see what this offense does against, you know, some of the better pass rushers and uh, defenders that this team has. They got a great line. They, you know, they're good on every level on defense. So mm-hmm. the Giants basically, I-, I see a very similar game to, to this last week's game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a pretty much of a defensive struggle most of the time. And I think that, you know, whoever kind of gets taken advantage of here and there, makes a mistake, will we'll, we'll get beat. I, I hope I hope it's the Cowboys, man. It's yeah. our only primetime game. We're one of four undefeated teams left. Um, let's put out a showing, man. Let's show the world that the Giants are are back in some way, shape, or form, or at least getting there. Yeah. For next week, I two things. I, I'm afraid of Tony Pollard based on oh, what yeah. Dontrell Hiller did. And I think if we want to win, we need to double – Kadarius Tony plays from this week, get him in for 40, 50 plays. Well, get him he, I mean, I get think him he's a, like a pass. He's one of those guys that likes to, to play against the Cowboys, obviously. So exactly. I mean, he likes to fight them. Yeah. Literally Just run and run and run and run and play action. I think that's really your only, your only bet to kind of win this game or, or really take advantage on offense. But yeah, Dan, yeah. you got to get Tony the ball. And I think that, you know, it's just been interesting because I, I don't think we've really seen him catch something that wasn't, you know, behind the line of scrimmage or like five yards out tops. Yeah. Um, I want to see him, you know, run a deeper route um, and get the ball in space. And I, I don't know what's going on with him. You know, I actually talked to Steve the other day. Um, I saw him outside. I was like, Steve, what's going on, man? Can you fix Kadarius? Is he going to be playing? He's like, no one can fix him. <laughs> it's all up here. I Which believe is a it. scary thing to hear. I absolutely believe it. I mean, but but look at the Steelers. What what did Tomlin do with Antonio Brown for seven, eight, nine years? Well, Listen, I think he hit his head, man. What, that that, that, that one hit, that one hit was like what what really? Vontae's perfect, man. Just yeah. ended his life. He ended yep. so many careers. That guy. Yeah, what a sure dirty did. player, man. He's a he's a big pos. That he, guy. He was he's like the modern day Bill Romanowski. Hundred percent, man. And and I think is he still on the Raiders now? Or I mean, that was the last team he played for. I don't, I don't think know he's, he's still playing anymore. or not. No, I think he's in jail. Good somewhere. riddance, man. Should be. It's like out there, you know. Remember, he reminds me, you know, Roy Williams' horse collar tackle, man. <laughs> yeah, the dirty player. That. Screw that guy. <laughs> yeah. Those two big sleeves and the Cowboys just grabbing <laughs> shoulder pads and Floppy trying to end sleeves. dudes careers. Yeah. You know what he um, reminds me of? I, inter- hate inter- I hate Roy Williams. Yeah, me too. Vontae's perfect reminds me of Charlie Murphy when he takes uh, Rick James's head and, and just bashes it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down on it. <laughs> um, little, little side note. Um, Eli was at the game. Uh, as TJ, as you both know, it was a little bit of an Oneonta reunion, which was cool. So, um, so Doc and uh, and other Nick uh, were sitting within 
I don't know, uh, probably 20 feet of where Eli was sitting. And it was just like, everybody was freaking out. It was one of those, he was sitting too low. He was in one of those lower mezzanines that were like yeah. really close. Like you could just stand up and like look into his box. I'm like, well, why is he, why is he sitting that far low? He should be up he somewhere wants to be with the people, man. I, I, I guess that might, must've been it. Um, but that good was good him. hanging out with some, with some friends that we haven't seen in a while. So that was, uh, was a nice change of pace as well. I love friends. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's wrap this up, guys. Who's winning this game? Um, we are not. Oh, okay. All right. I don't like that from you because you've been uh, you've been right at least one week. What did you say last week? Lose loss. We all said I wins. said we would wait. I said win. Yeah, we all said wins. I think we all said wins. Yeah. Oh, I sick. just okay. I don't know. I I think um, it's one of those things where. It will become freakish if we are three in a row, and I don't think we're on freakish level yet. I think the Giants are going to come out and make a statement in primetime win this game, twenty-one seventeen, and I'm all about it. Three and zero, baby. Let's go. I hope so. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say we lose to Cooper Rush and and a quarterback showdown. Um, the, the the same, Dal- Dallas does have the edge of quarterback, so you're all right. This is there. insane. Um, I, I say. They beat us 24-17. All right. And with that, guys, we'll, we'll, we'll take off for the evening. Please don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to follow us at BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Pod Net. Download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Check out buyraycons.com. Use promo code TPPN15. And don't forget to buy a bottle of Neff Vodka. Oh, man, that's a lot of sponsors. Look at us. Thanks again People for listening, guys. Have a good night. Let's yeah. go Big Blue. Bye. F the Cowboys, baby. <laughs>